Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, there is a path to victory for Arizona against USC, but what needs to happen and what does it entail? Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it it locked on Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Arizona SC is here, my friends. All right, so we got a lot to get to on this show. First and foremost, though, we need to talk a little bit about where, uh, uh, what SC presents, the problems, and then how Arizona can counteract those problems right there. Now, the first part part of this is, as I try to get a better, and whatever, the first part about this is that Arizona, uh, USC is obviously an issue. There's, you know, there's no, there's no way around that. You got the best player in college football and Caleb Williams. Again, I'm not breaking any news to you, not telling you anything you guys don't already know. Uh, Heisman trophy winner, excellent chance. He could win it again. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens there. But when you watch Caleb Williams, this dude is a jack of all trades. He gets absolutely everything out there. Um, he's able to move around the pocket. Not only is he able to move around the pocket, he's able to navigate traffic in such a way that um, looks a little bit like Pat Mahomes out there. You generally, uh, again, anytime you hear somebody say that uh, a player looks like Pat Mahomes or whatever, Probably not the case, and you probably need to step away from that person to a certain extent. This dude looks like Pat Mahomes out there at the college level, uh, mind you, but nonetheless, he's able to uh, – it's not – when he runs, he's not necessarily looking to run to get 50 yards or 70 yards or whatever the case may be. He's generally looking to get – he's generally looking to extend a play – and by extending a play, then he can also uh, get um, he can also make uh, easier plays for teammates out there as well. But he's not looking to run just to get the forty or fifty yards, a la Michael Vick, somebody like that. That's not really his style. Um, he's obviously a little bit different in that regard. But what is unique about him, though, and uh, where he is a little bit different is. His arm, he can make the throws, and what I say different just in college, not different than Pat Mahomes. He can make all the throws on the run that most play that most uh, guys just can't do. And not only can most guys not do, they can't do it at any level. And that's why I think he is such an easy pick to be the uh, first pick in the draft because he can wing it all. He can wing it all over the field. But not only can he wing it all over the field. He has a sense when uh, Arizona, when you've got uh, uh, the kind of receivers he does, that he puts them in position to be able to make plays. He puts them in position to be able to succeed. And not only does he put them in position to succeed, he also allows them to be able to, you know, make the plays. You look at a Zachariah Branch or you look at a Brendan Rice. Heck, our guy Dorian Singer, who we're going to get to here in a little bit. Those dudes all made a very, very nice live, have made a very nice living off Caleb Williams right there. But again, they're very talented, but he's just a total unicorn on the college football realm. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. And not only is he a total unicorn, he is um, he he passes pretty much all inspections as far as 
the way that he can throw the ball, his accuracy, his ability to run up and down the field, basically everything you need from a quarterback. Caleb Williams has it, and Caleb Williams has it in spades. He's just a unique, unique player out there. Um, and like I said, he's got an offense. He's got a bunch of players that accentuate those. The first one we got to talk about, obviously, is Zachariah Branch. Zachariah Branch is about, I don't know, that that's what a five-star wide receiver out of Nevada is supposed to look like. Um, he can uh, he can get deep, but where he's also different, though, is he can take a little hitch and then he can take it to the house. That's where he's a little bit different right there. And not only is he a little bit different, um, that whole receiving core pretty much uh, uh, – plays itself pretty well. You've got, uh, you got Dorian Singer as well. Um, just to show you how uh, deep and talented USC is Dorian Singer was the leading receiver in the entire conference last year at Arizona. And, uh, this year he goes, or, uh, this year he goes to USC and he's probably their fifth best wide receiver. Now, again, he's at an impact. He's probably going to finish with about seven or eight touchdowns, but, the numbers that he put up at Arizona are not the numbers that he's uh, putting up at SC, nor are they even close to those numbers. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Then Brendan Rice. Um, Brendan Rice has kind of been the exact opposite, but it also makes a little bit more sense because Brendan Rice goes to Colorado and, or goes from Colorado where he had no quarterback throwing to him to now he's at USC and he's got the best quarterback in college football throwing to him. And he's putting up numbers as well. He's going to catch for, uh, I don't know, he'll probably catch for seven, 800 yards and probably what? 10, 11 touchdowns. So he's kind of had the opposite effect of Singer right there. But again, he's talented as well. And he's uh, he's been able to kind of put his best foot forward. But they have an embarrassment of riches at that, uh, at that wide receiver spot. They always do. This year, though, is just even more of the same. And uh, that's why they're a big reason why I think it's probably the best, most diversified offense in the entire country. Then you look at the running back spot. Running back is interesting. Um, because I think that's where they separate themselves a little bit from Washington right there. And that Washington is the uh, Washington is the team that um, is they're able to run the ball, obviously, um, but not to the extent they don't have the kind of big time playmakers that USC does. That's where USC is a little bit different and that USC's got uh, five star running backs, too, that can take the ball to the house pretty much any time they want. That's not something that Washington has, and that's not something that Washington necessarily um, uh, has to that talent level. But again, SC's talent level is generally on a different plane than about pretty much everybody else out there. So that's something you got to keep in mind. But offensively, this team can score on anybody, and uh, they do score on anybody. So I would expect them to be able to put up a lot of points against Arizona. And not only do I think they're going to put up a lot of points on Arizona, it's going to be incumbent upon Arizona to be able to match them. And if Arizona can match them, I think that they're going to be in a uh, – it'll be interesting, obviously. But Arizona's going to have to put up a ton of points because SC is 1,000% going to score in the 30s or 40s. And, again, it's not like they're – say. Uh, it's not like that's a diss to the Arizona defense, which I think has performed much better than people uh, thought they would. But it's also just kind of an ode to the uh, the amount of skill position talent that is at uh, that is at USC. Now, I think the uh, a couple things that we need to talk about though is what Arizona what Arizona can do to be able to mitigate some of this and to be able to keep themselves in the game. But first, eBay Motors. All right, here's the deal with eBay Motors. Now. 
Um, you might say, uh, Mike, what does eBay Motors do for me? Great question. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And again, there's a reason that's only available to U.S. customers. Go to ebaymotors.com. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. Check it out. You will be happy that you did because, again, this is you can also kind of cut out the middleman here to a certain to certain degree. Everybody knows that, you know, when it's a lot easier when you can just uh, when you can just basically take your own stuff and then give it to somebody and they can create it as opposed to having to pay them a boatload of extra money for stuff you don't want, you don't need, you don't necessarily want. Check it out, ebaymotors.com, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to US customers. Again, the right parts, the right fit, the right prices. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna talk about what Arizona needs to do against USC. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now what does Arizona need to do? I would imagine that uh, I would imagine that uh, Arizona is going to start Noah Fafita in this game, and that is a to me that's a good thing. I am excited about Arizona starting um, Noah Fafita because, quite frankly, there is a. Uh, I just think that he gives Arizona a better chance to win. Not only does he give Arizona a better chance to win, I think that he is. Um, I think when you watch him, you know that. He is the uh, he's the dude who just kind of has a command of the offense, a respect from the offense that I don't know that Jane Delora has. That's not a diss towards Jane Delora. Just kind of is what it is. And again, there's nothing really there's nothing really wrong with that. It just kind of is what it is. But Noah Fafita is uh, we use the term leader of men. Noah Fafita is a leader of men out there. And not only is he a leader of men, he's somebody that they gravitate, somebody that these gra uh, players gravitate towards. And that means a lot when it comes to uh, that means a lot when it comes to uh, Arizona right there. And I look for him to have a big performance against. Uh, I look for him to have a big performance against USC because he's got uh, he's got the reps in right now. This is his second week in conference or second week playing, getting the majority of the reps. And like Brennan Carroll said. I think that uh, we're going we're going to open the playbook up quite a bit for uh, uh, Delora, or excuse me, a Noah Fafita. If Noah Fafita does start, I expect him to start, and I expect him to acquit himself well. Again, it's every kid U.S. It's every Southern California kid's dream to play in the uh, to play in the uh, Coliseum. Um, a lot of them obviously grow up wanting to play in the Coliseum, but you know what? Noah Fafita said, "I will beat you in the Coliseum," and he's got uh, listen. SC's defense, for as good as their offense is, SC's defense is not good. And not only is it not good, um, it leaves a lot to be desired. And I think the first part of that is where exactly does this uh, – where exactly does is USC have some real problems? They have problems in the defensive backfield. 
Um, uh, uh, then you got the kid from uh, you got the kid from uh, modern day, obviously Damani Jackson, who um, he has a long history with T Mac, and T Mac when he was at Servite torched him, and uh, that's obviously no secret. I think that's going to be that that could easily be the case. Uh, um, that could easily be the case again. Um, and not only could it easily be the case again, um, I think that we're also, uh, I think it's also fair to say that, uh, um, this is going to be the coming out party for T-Mac. T-Mac's the dude who, uh, T-Mac is the player who, um, you know, always just kind of looks a little bit different being at the U of A. People kind of wonder why in the world is he here? Obviously we know why, but um, I think the T-Mac is going to have a big game in this. And I think the nation is going to understand too, just what Arizona fans understand that uh, the T-Mac is the, um, the T-Mac is the, uh, the dude who uh, um, is uh, just different than anybody else on the field. And I think the conference is going to realize that now Jacob Cowing also has to have a better game. Jacob Cowing has got to have a big game here. Jacob Cowing, not the biggest dude in the world, obviously, but he's very good. Um, I think our good buddy Anthony Jamino said that he thinks that his short burst tendencies are about as uh, good as he's seen. I agree with that. That to me is he might, I don't know what he runs in the 40, but his one to 10 yards are probably about as fast as there is in the country. His ability to accelerate is next level. Both these guys got to have huge games. Um, not only do they have to have big, huge games, they've got to be able to uh, make a massive impact on the scoreboard and the stat sheet right there. And I think that there's every indication to believe that they will. Now, Arizona hasn't gotten a ton of uh, Arizona hasn't gotten a ton of uh, um, quality out of that third receiver position right there. But I think that it was, uh, I think that it was, it is fair to say that, um, that uh, Arizona is the, uh, Arizona is going to have to be able to run the ball. Yes, we're going to talk about Noah Fafita and what he needs to do, but Arizona 1000% needs to be able to run the ball. And uh, not only do they need to be able to run the ball, they need to be able to run between the tackles. And again, I know Michael Wiley's likely out, but that doesn't mean that Jonah Coleman, that doesn't mean that DJ Williams can't pick up the slack there. As a matter of fact, I expect them to pick up the slack there. Um, this is, like I said, this is the type of game, though, that Arizona's improved offensive line needs to be able to show itself a little bit. I mean, you got Jordan Morgan. Um, so you got Jordan Morgan, and not only do you have Jordan Morgan, you've got um, – You've got uh, a uh, you've got the uh, Jonas Savanea, who on the other side is very very good. I think you could make the case that even though Jordan Morgan's likely a first round pick, you could probably make the case that Jonas Savanea is a better NFL prospect. So you got two really good bookends at tackle right there. And not only do you have two good bookends at tackle, you got two dudes who are uh, you know again who are equipped to be able to go against. Uh, um, who are equipped to go against pretty much anybody that uh, uh, anybody can throw out there because that's what first round picks are. Uh, uh, that's what first round picks are able to do. Um, I do think that uh, um, I do think that uh, the interior of the line uh, uh, worries me a little bit. And not only does the uh, does the interior of the line worry me just a little bit here. Um, that's kind of the one question mark we have. Obviously, Raymond Polito. Um, has not uh, Raymond Polito has not um, 
is not going to play, probably looking at a red shirt. But Leif Magnuson, our guy Leif, did a very, very admirable job against uh, USC or against uh, Washington. And I'm excited to see him. Uh, I'm excited to see him out there as well to see what he can do. I like Leif. I think that Leif can play. And not only do I think Leif can play, I think people are going to find out exactly that Leif is a Leif is more than just kind of your swing tackle, right? Or your swing offensive lineman. I think we're going to find out that he can do a lot of things. But Leif Magnuson, Josh Baker, and Wendell Moe, those are kind of your question marks, I think. But on the outside, I think that Arizona is going to be good. To, or I think Arizona is going to be good to go. And not only do I think Arizona is going to be good to go, um, I do think that uh, uh, Arizona is going to put up some points. Now, that all comes back to Noah Fafita again. Noah has got to be able to do what Jaden Delora hasn't been able to do this season and hold uh, hold on to the football. Only one turnover against Washington to three touchdowns. So you obviously are impressed by that. We obviously like seeing that. But there's also more that goes into it as well. You've got, uh, when you've got to be able to push the ball down the field a little bit more, I want to see Noah be able to do that. I think that Noah's going to be able to do that. And not only do I think Noah's going to be able to do that, I think that um, I think these guys are going to have to give him – some openings to find. And I think Tanner McLaughlin is another example of that. I think team, I think Tanner McLaughlin is the guy who um, I think uh, Tanner McLaughlin is the dude who is kind of at the stage where you're starting to show up on some NFL radars. I mean, you've had some pretty big games. Not only have you had some pretty big games, you've also had some games where you've kind of, uh, you kind of look next level to the point where some people are calling you Tanner McGronklin right there. But he's got to have a big game. I think that there's got to be three big pass catchers in this game. T-Mac Cowling, obviously. Um, I think we're at the stage with Montana, Lamonius Craig, where um, he's he's good, but he's also not next level. I don't understand why he can't come off the field. Um, that part doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but who knows? Like I said, I'm not really in there as well. So let's take a quick break and then let's talk about how we see this game playing out. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, how do we see this game playing out? First of all, um, Arizona, like I said, you got to go into that offense. You got to go into this game, I think, with a more uh, pronounced offense than you did against Washington. I totally get Arizona's. Uh, I totally get Arizona's point of view that you know what? It's your first. Um, it's your first. Uh, uh, pretty much, it's your pretty much your first um, situation where the uh, you're on the field against a really good team. I know you were on the field against Stanford, but who cares? Stanford wasn't very good, and Noah did exactly what he needed to do. Washington at home was a totally different animal. And not only was Washington at home a totally different animal, they were also the uh, the team that I think it's fair to say um, in the second half kind of ran out of gas a little bit. And I think uh, Noah Fafito was started to put a little bit of pressure on them. And I'd like to see more of that out of young Noah out there. Um but again, I think Arizona's got to let let him play in this one. You know, I, I think he's ready. He's been training for this moment his whole his entire life, and I think he's ready. You've got the uh, you've got the um, uh, you've got the, enough talent around you to be able to make this one uh, make this one work. So it's that point. 
I think what's going to happen, though, is I actually think Arizona's defense is going to acquit itself a little bit better against SC than maybe some people think. Again, acquitting itself better is not giving up 60. (laughs) But I think Arizona, on the defensive line, you're bigger. Not only are you bigger, but you also have just some more playmakers out there. Again, Taylor Upshaw has been a godsend for Arizona. He's been the guy who's been able to get after the passer and not only get after the passer, but be able to uh, consistently get those sacks and not the meaningless sacks that don't matter when the game's out of hand, the ones that are impactful during the game. He's been able to do that. And like, like I said, he's been very, very good in that situation right there. So again, excited to see exactly what, uh, what he can do. But then on the other side, uh, there's got to be somebody else that emerges right there, whether that's uh, uh, Isaiah Ward, Tia Savea, um, uh, Tai Tai Uyagalele, Big Bill Norton. There's a lot of different players that you can rotate in and out. And that, again, that's that's a credit to Jed Fish right there. Jed Fish has shown that, um, you know, when he says, I'm going to get some talent, I'm going to get some talented players. Not only is he going to get some talented players, but he is going to get bigger dudes out there who can uh, I think who can create a, a lot of uh, create a lot of trouble out there and so again that's where uh, that's where I think it's exciting to watch uh, Arizona now uh, as far as a score prediction I am going to go 48-34 I think that uh, I think Arizona's defense for a good percentage of the game uh, holds tight but I do think after a while it's going to be difficult to be able to uh, uh, hold on to uh, SC but. Like I said, I think Noah's going to. I think Noah's going to put up some points. I think Noah's going to throw for over 300 yards in this game. And again, it's kind of a coming home party for him. Everybody in Southern California knows who Noah Fafita is. I look for Noah to be that dude in this game. Like I said, I, I think that he's going to have a nice game, and hopefully, it means that he's the starting quarterback going forward for the rest of the year. Because I think, again, I think he's got a little bit of an it factor that Jaden Delora just doesn't. But again, 48-34 right there. All right, we're going to come back right we're going to come right back at with you a post game show tomorrow then breaking it all down hopefully talking about an Arizona victory where I uh, downplayed Arizona's chances right there but overall I think this is a opportunity for Arizona and for certain players to really show themselves to the college football world. On that note, I'm your host Mike Luke and thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.